0: trail cameras and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very important episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. And today we have guests, very special guest, Mark Canyon of Wired to Hunt, of Meat Eater. You guys know him. You guys love him. And today his schedule is so busy. He could only allow me 10 minutes of his time for, for this month. And I, I had to take it. I mean, this guy's so full of knowledge, I, I had to take it. And so, in this episode, you're going to hear a, a rapid fire set of questions because I wanted to get as many questions in uh, as I possibly could. And so, I ask him questions like favorite terrain features to hunt, I ask him his calling strategy. And finally, Mark gets the opportunity to make fun. Of Tony Peterson Because Tony Peterson Throws Mark under the bus On just about every episode that he's on And now it's finally Mark's opportunity To talk some major shit On Tony Peterson So you guys got to listen to that Now this is a a 10 minute episode Or 10 minutes of recording 10 minutes and 8 seconds to be exact There is a halftime where I give Mark A little break And then it's right back into the the grilling of Mark Kenyon. So that's what today's episode is about. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Because this episode is so quick, I'm just gonna tell you some brands I want you to check out. Okay. I want you to go check out tethered saddles, platforms, saddle hunting accessories, saddles, climbing sticks, wasp archery, probably my or I shouldn't say probably they are my favorite broadhead on the market. Most of their heads are made in America. Discount code NFC20WaspArchery.com, Vortex Optics. If you're looking for a line of uh, optics that are built tough, VortexOptics.com. Check out their VIP warranty. Hunt Stand. It's that time of year where we all need to be e scouting, and uh, there's no better way to do that than on Hunt Stand. And then, last but not least, the Woodman's Pal. If you want to carry a machete with you, I'd be, I'd be very careful of where these days where you carry a machete with you or a uh, uh, some kind of habitat tool like chopping down sticks and uh, chopping down uh, shooting lanes or cutting down vines things like that I can definitely see this on my hip as we get closer into tree stand uh, setting season and uh, trail camera maintenance season so uh, woodmanspal.com. It's made in America, so it's badass. There. Those are the commercials. And now, ladies and gentlemen, what you've really been waiting for, 10 minutes with Mark Kenyon. Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, on the phone with me today, Mr. Mark Kenyon. Mark, what's up, dude?
1: Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Glad to be here. Glad we're chatting.
0: Awesome, awesome. So... I had a guy drop, drop me today and say, oh, dude, I can't record. I got, uh, and then he gave me his excuse, which whatever, is what it is. And so I'm, and we had something scheduled today. And so I'm like, you know what? A while ago, I had a, this is a while ago, and I had a, uh, a conversation with you, and it was 12 minutes, minutes with Mark Kenyon. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. We're shaving two minutes off of this episode. So we're going to, we're going to call it 10 minutes with Mark Kenyon.
1: I feel like that's a lot of pressure to be concise.
0: Yeah. Well, you're a professional. You should be able to handle it by now. Uh, you're giving me a lot of credit. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know
1: if many people have called me a professional before.
0: Well, our last, our, the conversation that we had, and I, I'm going to, um, uh, I'm going to point everybody to the wire to Hunt who's listening to this. We just got off of a real conversation about the last 10 years of wired to hunt and, and, uh, and how Mark and I started the podcast and, and uh, you know, the, the whole, how it got started, how we're different, how we're the same as far as hunting and stuff. So go, go listen to that. But just by the fact you've done something for longer than 10 years tells me you're somewhat good at it and it's, you're, you're just automatically a professional at that point.
1: Okay. By by that standard I will accept your Okay. Uh, <laughs> your but I am gonna
0: try to railroad you and make you look
1: bad. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't expect any listen. I've been doing that to you for ten years. So I guess it's really and fun. that's easy. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So so we're gonna go from talking about the last ten years yep. to our next ten minutes.
0: Ten minutes, exactly.
1: It, time is yes. relative,
0: right? We've uh it's you've true. seen the Avengers movies, haven't you?
1: I have, yes, yeah. and you are right. Yeah. So
0: all right. All right, so, so what
1: you
0: um, we're just, I, I can't tell you. It's just off, it's going to be off the hip, but I do. Do you have like a list of questions or no. are you literally just like random things that pop in your head? That's how, that's, that's the only thing I know how to do. If I prepared <laughs> for this, it would just, it would turn to shit and, and people wouldn't listen to it because <laughs> it would go, it would go boring. But look, here it is. Okay. Okay. All right. Will you I,
1: cut me up? Will you cut me off like mid? Talking point at ten minutes.
0: I'll give you. I'll give you overtime. I will put, give you an overtime buffer
1: if yeah. it goes well, over. You'll shame me. I will part.
0: shame you. Yes, okay. instantly. That's fair. Instantly. Okay. <laughs> when, <laughs> I, when I hit this button, it's on. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Mark Kenyon, right. what is your favorite terrain feature to hunt?
1: Give me a. Give me a good, simple funnel okay. that's between two relatively open areas with a timber-type funnel, some kind of brush or tim- timber. And I, I'm telling you that not just because that's a good place to hunt. Like, we all know that yeah. funnels are good places to hunt during the rut. They can be good places to hunt really any time of year if it's a funnel that connects food to bedding, that kind of thing. But why I like that specific kind of thing, where it's timber with openings on the other side, is that I really like to see. Like, yes. I really like high visibility so give me a little timber pinch point in a grassy area in iowa or kansas or nebraska or north dakota or south dakota or eastern montana where i can glass from a distance and if it's not working right now maybe i see something in the distance that i can adjust to yeah that's just fun so it's effective and fun for my style of hunting so that's why i picked that
0: one okay what time of year would be ideal for that
1: which you just described yeah give me first week of november they're cruising, they're on the move. Yeah. You can still make adjustments. Um, they're not locked down yet. Um, it's not full blown chaos. Yep. It's but it's still better than usual.
0: Okay, bucks coming through. You can pick one: bleat, grunt, rattle, snort, wheeze to get a buck's attention to come in. What are you doing? Snort wheeze. Snort wheeze. Aggressive. Yeah. Explain. Yeah.
1: Well, you're only allowing me to pick one. Yep. So if, if if you let me pick more, I would I would always I always start with a grunt. Yep. And then I'll get like a slightly more aggressive grunt if I haven't got his attention yet, and then I will use the snort wheeze last. But if I can only choose one, I want the snort wheeze because I can adjust my volume of that. But usually, like, you're it's either going to work or it's not. Yeah. And it's it's that like, uh, I don't know, it's like that that killing shot at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, with a grunt. You know, it's just, it, it might just not be loud enough. It might not be aggressive enough to turn him. It's just a little bit, it's it's not aggressive enough. So I'm going to throw a home or a Hail Mary at him and it's either going to work or it's not. And that's all right. It's going to give me the volume to reach out there though. Yeah. And if it's a mature buck, which is usually what I'm after, um, you got a pretty darn good chance in a lot of places that that can be enough to piss him off and turn him around. So I've had a lot of situations where that was the thing that that got him to okay.
0: come coming. Favorite state to hunt outside of your home state of Michigan?
1: Um it's gonna be like a prairie state. Okay. Um I really like I love the Great Plains. Yeah. So North Dakota, Nebraska, um, you know, eastern Montana. I realize that's more in one state, but yeah. give me a Great Plains state. Yeah, I love it, because uh, that's
0: my favorite as well. All right, mm-hmm. on this on this uh, podcast, Tony Peterson throws low blows at you on a random like on a regular basis. Okay, say one <laughs> yes. bad thing about Tony Peterson.
1: <laughs> uh, he is like a little schoolgirl. Okay, when you get him alone. Okay, so what you do, he he tries to put on this front on the podcast that he's like this tough know it all kind of. Really good deer hunter. But if you get him outside of that situation, for example, for work on a number of times, we've had to like share a tent for work trips. We've had to like share hotel room before for trips to Montana. And he just wants to sit and gossip and blather (laughs) on about little girly topics for hours and hours and hours. He is a 12 year old schoolgirl. Okay. All right.
0: Moment of truth. Big buck is within shooting range. Talk to me about your shot process.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think in that moment when that big buff's come in, I'm thinking about a few things. First I'm thinking about is when can I, you know, draw back? When can I make any final adjustments I need to make? Hopefully I'm in position already before he's in range, but if not, you're thinking through, okay, when can I make that movement? When can I draw back? When, where, and when can I get the shot itself? So I'm thinking through where's the opening, where's the tree that he's going to step behind, whatever it might be. So hopefully all that stuff's figured out as soon as he's behind that tree or that bush or whatever, now I'm drawing back and I'm going through, you know, several steps in my process where I I say something just as I'm drawing, because these are these, these kinds of uh, phrases that I'm trying to tie to a physical action so that I stay in control of my shot. Basically think of it as like speed bumps on the road. So when I'm not in control of my shot, I'm just like speeding down the road but if I have these little steps, it's like a speed bump that reminds me to slow down. Then another one comes slow down. So I draw back, I say, no matter what, I'm gonna do this right, I draw back, I draw back, I get locked in, Um, then uh, under pressure here, I'm forgetting what my next one, um, drop it on there. So I just drop the pin right behind the vitals. And then as soon as I'm locked in, I let it sit there for a breath or two, And then as soon as everything's ready, that's, here we go. And then when I say, here we go, that activates my shoulders to then pull back through. So it's a three-step, three phrases that give me those speed bumps to keep me in that moment. And then just pull, 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 pull until it releases. That's the shot process.
0: All right, we have halftime now. All right, so I hit I hit pause. We are five minutes and 43 seconds into this this high-speed interview. How are you feeling so far?
1: It goes really fast. Yeah, it does. It feels like I, I can't believe that we're already more than halfway through. I'm feeling okay. I feel like I, I stumbled a bit there. I forgot one of my steps, so yep. the pressure's getting to me. Yep. Um, I, I feel, so,
0: so. as an interviewer, you handled that really well. You, you, you identified, you had a brain fart, but
1: then you overcame it. Thank you. I, uh, I need as much of this cheering on mm-hmm. as, as I can possibly get, Dan. So please more, more of that. Um, and then I'll also tell you that just talking about like that funnel and talking about Prairie States mm-hmm. gave me like a little adrenaline boost. Okay. So, so I'm like, I'm like, I, I was envisioning, envisioning, like I was picturing these places Yes. and, uh, that got me excited. Okay. So I'm feeling good in that regard. All
0: right. I got to think here of my, my, my next question. I believe I have it. And are you ready to continue? Yeah. All right, here we go. You're such a weirdo. You're You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Uh, and we're starting right now. Late October, for late november you can't hunt the rut but it has to be post-rut or pre-rut what are you choosing
1: give me late october why i love that time of year Mm -hmm. because the bucks testosterone is rising 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 it's like almost to the bursting point so they're really fired up but the does aren't quite there yet so you've got bucks uh, almost as good as it gets not quite there but almost as good as it gets for buck movement but they're still in their zone. They're still on their home turf. They're not chaotic with going all over the place. They're not traveling crazy far distances, but they're moving more in daylight. Right. So I really like figuring out deer in their home area. And this is that time period when that knowledge comes in very useful. Plus they are just a little bit more active during daylight. So it's a sweet spot um, to see in mature deer on their feet, but in a way that like your previous knowledge can inform. Okay.
0: Now, non-whitetail uh, species favorite non-whitetail species to hunt
1: gotta be elk elk explain i mean it's just like the the w- when it's on mm-hmm. it is the most incredible hunting experience i've ever had like yeah. when you are around rutting screaming elk nothing compares yeah nothing Um, that has been the most like adrenaline filled wild hunting experience of my life. Um, plus it's usually in beautiful wild country. So that's a huge plus, um, huge time investment, resource investment, physical investment, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's not easy to do or pull off. And as an out of state hunter, you know, success rates are usually pretty low. So you gotta be in it for the experience. I mean, you and I saw like, we went out there and didn't want, I don't think we heard any bugling. So we didn't get any of that. Um, but if you can learn to appreciate the experience for itself, like the journey and all that, then you can, you know, still have fun, even though that special, special, special thing only happens once in a while.
0: Species you have not hunted yet, but is on your bucket list that you want to go hunt. Moose. Moose.
1: Me too. Mm -hmm. Dude. Uh, Now explain your, explain
0: your dream moose hunt. So I
1: think the dream moose hunt is a float trip. Yes. In Alaska. Yes. Um, so you're seeing new terrain all the time. You're on the water. So you're also fishing a bunch. And then you have the opportunity to, you know, be encountering bears, be encountering wolves. So I feel like it's twofold. It's one, I think it's one of your best opportunities to get like a very quintessentially Alaskan adventure. And then also a great way to get a moose, get a moose out of there. You float it out there. Um, So it's, it's the moose and the experience plus the fishing naturally fits into it. I think makes it a a dream trip.
0: Okay. A lot of episodes on the wired to hunt podcast, name someone who you have interviewed that really resonated with you. And, and you were just like, man, that I just love talking with that guy.
1: Oh man, This, this is hard. There's so many, um, one minute shoot
0: um yeah 50 seconds
1: (laughs) how is this the hardest one like thinking back um you know i i it's cliche um but i always like talking to mark drury yep like everyone likes mark drury but i just his brain works the way mine does like very very nerdy very uh a lot of analysis. So even though like his hunting situation is wildly different than mine, like I don't own any of that land. I have none of those resources that he has. Um, I still really relate to his thought process. And so every time we talk, uh, I just feel like I'm talking to like a, a smarter, better deer hunting version of myself, but like we're on the same wavelength. So that resonates. Um, I always enjoy kind of Donnie Vincent's philosophical views on hunting. I always enjoy that. Um, and you, Dan you and I, when we vibe in our stupid BS sessions <laughs> that has for 10 years now been a highlight. Hey, this was good.
0: You only went over and and I won't even say you went over, but the buffer time here is eight second, eight 8.33 seconds. That's pretty good. Right. That's pretty good. That's, I mean, I'm gonna say I had bad. a lot to do with it because of the questions I asked, but your answers <laughs> hit home. And they were, they were perfect. So that's ladies and gentlemen, that was 10 minutes with Mark Kenyon. All right. I feel like I wish uh, I had a studio audience.
1: I I wish I had a studio audience. Um, The next version of this podcast, 10, 10 years from now, Dan, when you've made it to the next level of success and you're doing this in front of that big crew or big crowd. That would be next level.
0: And so in 10 years, if I ever do have an audience, it's probably going to be at a bar called the black squirrel. And there will be like three guys there who were there already. They just happened to hunt and they're just (laughs) like, uh, okay. What's going on here? So, um, well, bonus, bonus question. Mm -hmm. Any plans to change the mustache and go back to a goatee or what are we thinking here?
1: Uh, probably not goatee. Okay. My, uh, I can say that with strong confidence because my wife like vehemently hates the goatee. Okay. So she basically said, if I go back to the goatee, uh, she's leaving too. Okay. So fair enough. I would guess for the short term mustache, if I were to change, it might be just like bare faced someday. You can't do that um, though. You, you look too young. See, that's what I've always said. And, and so <laughs> I believe that's the case. The rookie of the my year wife, comes back. The rookie of the year comes up. My wife seems to think that I have an older face now. She thinks I'm aging and that I could do it, but, uh, but I agree with you. Okay. So for, for now, the stash will stay. There you go.
0: Mr. Mark Canyon, man, I really appreciate you taking time to do this and, uh, man, we'll talk to you when we talk to you.
1: Yeah, man. It was fun. Thanks for having me.
0: And there you go, ladies and gentlemen, another episode in the books. Hopefully the last 10 minutes and eight seconds have been beneficial have been entertaining, have been educational. uh, And you guys tune in for another episode, maybe not with Mark Kenyon or maybe with Mark Kenyon. Either way, thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Huge shout out to Tethered Wasp, Vortex, Hunt Stand, and the Woodman's Pal. Please go out and support the companies that support this podcast. And last but not least, let's all try to have positive energy. Good vibes in, good vibes out, and we'll talk to you next time.